Welcome to Truth Behind Travel Podcast. My name is Dolores Semeraro, and this is my weekly show dedicated to hospitality and tourism professionals who want to restart the tourism and the travel industry with traveler-centric tools and insights and jump-starting their travel recovery journey starting today. Subscribe to the show to be the first to know when the next episode, full of tips, tools, and strategies on travel recovery, goes out. Hello and welcome to Truth Behind Travel Podcast. Today, we are flying to Saudi Arabia and we are going to speak with Jana Bader, the General Manager of The Bench. The Bench is an organization that focuses on creating digital and real-time platforms, bringing together global and regional hospitality, real estate, aviation, and sustainability investment communities through conferences, summits, and events. So you know what I'm talking about, in-person events. So Jana is connecting with us from Riyadh, and during our conversation, I asked her, as we get back to business travel and we populate those trade shows once again, what do we need to know to make sure we make the most of an in-person event nowadays? What technologies are going to be the bread and butter of conferences and events? What do we need to learn? We even talked about how to get started with the metaverse. Last but not least, Jana shared with us what does it take to establish a long-lasting, trusted business relationship with Saudi Arabia. So if your next business travel or trade show is heading to the destination, you don't want to miss her suggestions on how to truly connect with the Saudi culture. So join me as I welcome Jana Bader to the show. Welcome back to the show and welcome, Jana. Thank you so much for taking the time for joining me today here on the podcast. I know you have a busy schedule. How are you? I'm fantastic, actually. Thank you for having me and a pleasure to be here. You are in Riyadh as we are recording this episode. And you've been working in the business travel sphere, coordinating mega events of all sorts. And this is what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about how business travel is coming back what is happening, what are the expectations, what are the must-have for the operators to enable business travel or in many cases also re-inspire that, that business travel sphere to, to get on the move again, particularly in, in the first half of 2022. A lot of the business events um, have, have been taking place in person again. And not just in person, but hybrid. So a little bit of virtual, a little bit of in person. So how is your current business scenario looking like at the bench? That's a good question right there. Um, To start with, business travel is definitely on the rise in the market, given that the conferences world, the exhibition world has been um, taking its course, especially in Saudi Arabia. We haven't had that many conferences in the past 10 years as we have had in this year alone. Uh, saying that coming to Saudi has been much easier due to the e-visa for most of the European countries. Uh, about 49 countries can come in within five minutes of an online visa. 
which is great for our conferences. Uh, in terms of me personally, since I'm the general manager for the bench, uh, which we which organizes investment conferences worldwide, and right now concentrating on the Middle East and Saudi Arabia, uh, reason being is basically you need to have a handshake to, to make a deal. As you've seen that increase, what are the main changes that you've that you have identified and observed as obviously business has been picking up again and people have been in on the move for travel and trade show or any kind of really conferencing and mice? What I've seen um, as a positive due to the pandemic is the closeness that the world has witnessed. And by closeness, I mean the meetings that we're doing online. Uh, my daily schedule is packed with meetings online before I even step on the plane and get to the other country to meet the person face to face. So there is that interaction beforehand, whereas the years before you wouldn't have that interaction. It would either be emails or, you know, a phone call. You're, you, you have a bit of... Um, Uh, thoughts and, and questions about the person you'd be meeting, but just preparing and being a lot more personal with the with the with the with the other person in terms of business relations, uh, I think is taking us to, to a different direction of uh, of business and deal makings. So connectivity is a must in in terms of handling business transactions today. But what have you observed when? the business events happen in person what are the changes there so from from going uh within 22 months almost of no conferences how we worked it out is that we focused on the hybrid events which uh, you spoke briefly of um we uh, actually did the g20 secretariat with the ministry of tourism uh during the pandemic It was a all hybrid event. Uh, the attendance was excellent. Everybody did the work online and they were there and they attended and they participated. Um, so I do believe that the, the hybrid world and the actual conference world will both stay at a certain um, at a certain space in time. Um, and speaking of technology, I think you asked about that earlier. Um, in terms of technology, to be honest, we are even our uh, conference uh, in about two weeks time. It's called the Future Hospitality Summit. Uh, during that conference, we're also focusing on metaverse. So we actually have a speaker taking a panel discussion on his own, speaking about metaverse and the meeting space within the metaverse. Um, so from going to always traveling, not being sustainable, Um, very high costs for companies to, to send their their employees from one place to another. All of this, I think, is going into a better direction to be at lower cost, to be sustainable, um, to get the technology really within the meeting space, like the metaverse meeting spaces um, that are upcoming now within technology. Um, so it's, it, it's, it's a whole shift and a whole dynamic shift that I think would be better for the world better for the business and uh, we have to keep learning and we have to stay up to date with technology within the meetings world. What are the technologies you are mostly investing in at the bench? Uh, so in terms of investment conferences, we were of course focusing on all the conferences face to face for the past 25 years. Um, and as I said, and as the pandemic hit, we had to change direction and we became one of the best companies to do hybrid events. Um, that really helped us a lot because 
at the end of the day, you need to have a strategy in mind where you keep on going and keep on going the best way that you can to serve the clients. Um, and this is indeed what we had invested in hybrid events, um, platforms that help us provide the best hybrid events as well in terms of all sorts of qualities um, that a client would need. And did you see a decline or a rise of participations in terms of audience and, of course, the business tra- business operators joining in virtually? So during the pandemic, it was uh, luckily we had almost always a full room of attendees, uh, if not more. And right now, the way things are going, we are completely full for our uh, FHS um, in two weeks. People are absolutely coming back. They are traveling from all over the world to attend conferences. Um, as I said, actual do the actual handshake, speak in person, uh, meet a lot of people at the same time, and get out of uh, out of it with with, with business opportunities. Um, so we do, as humans, always appreciate the the gesture of face to face meetings. It's interesting because now we've spent the last two years connecting virtually, and we've, as you said, we've connected. We were everywhere. We were in multiple parts of the world within the same 24 hours, within the same working day, so to speak. And that connectivity now translates into perhaps relationships that we now want to translate into an actual meeting. So we feel like we know the, our business counterparts, but we actually haven't, haven't met them yet. And at these business events today and those that are happening as we speak Uh, particularly in the Middle East, it's almost like you're coming in. You don't really need to give that business card anymore because you already know. Exactly, exactly. especially with platforms like LinkedIn, for example. Uh, I know you and I are very well connected there. Um, So it's nice to see that connection develop into not just a LinkedIn connection, not just a message on LinkedIn, but to actually see the person in investment conferences or just events, exhibitions in, in general. All these events that are taking place these days as we speak, I mean, particularly in the Middle East and Saudi. Saudi is top of mind of, of the tourism world today. Global campaign going on. We've seen it everywhere. Major trade and travel show where Saudi is the main sponsor. It's impossible not to know about Saudi today. And these events that are now taking place in a hybrid mode where some people can come and be there in person in the room or on stage. And some others can't come because maybe they have other um, commitments or maybe there are still travel restrictions going on in some part of the world. And and we don't know how the next winter will look like uh, when it comes to travel, when it comes to ease of travel, really. Um, We observe that this hybrid world has become so normal for everyone. It's become so familiar. And people are juggling that when it comes to budgeting for their business meetings, for developing their business network, their business relationship and transaction. But what do you think is the ideal environment that today in business travel would really enable that? So what are the business travelers' expectations today so that they can can trust business travel again? They want to do it. They budget for it. 
Um, so basically what business travelers are looking for at the top of my head, and I think the most important parts would be either lower costs to be more efficient. So they want to have everything uh, compacted into a specific time manner. So either they finish all their meetings in one day and just cut the, the, the trip short. They are also focusing on paperless, which is um, a step forward to sustainability, lower carbon uh, footprint, um, less tra- less travel in terms of um, of airlines, whether it's tickets or even destination. I mean, a lot of the travelers that I know that are coming from Australia and New Zealand are cutting their um, travel into half just so they stay sustainable. You don't have to spend a week to conduct your meetings. You can do it in two days and you can do prior to that online meetings to, to finish your, uh, your business um, strategy with them. Uh, that's number one. Number two, um, in terms of being sustainable, companies are cutting travel costs almost by half. Uh, and and again, they are understanding that if it is not necessary, it's better not to take that step forward. However, at the end of the day, there will always be business travel. There will always be deals to be made face to face. It is not going anywhere. We just have to think smarter. Uh, we have to be more innovative on the way, on the way, in the way we strategize our business travel, um, and we always have to be updated with technology because I really do see there is a space for technology to help us um, assist our business travel moving forward. So I have two questions for you. The first is, how does this translate to the Saudi culture in relation to needing to meet face to face or? it's okay to meet virtually and do the business we have to do. So if people want to approach Saudi today, and I know in the tourism sphere, it's uh, the talk of the town, uh, particularly with all the projects that have been advertised globally. So in terms of business travel um, approach, is the face-to-face a must? Or is is the new hybrid culture being embraced as well? Um, generally speaking, in the Middle East um, and in our kind of like psyche, psyche, we do like face-to-face interactions. It always makes an impression on us. Um, and because Saudi is very hospitable and um, the culture within itself is, hospitality is embedded within the culture itself. Um, so having that one-on-one inviting you to, to the house, um, you know, giving you that feeling of you are home, away from home, uh, is very important for us, even within deal-making. Uh, and this is one thing I always tell anyone asking me about the Saudi culture. If you want to get into the culture, you have to become one, one of the culture. So you do have to go for that lunch or dinner at the person's house, meet the family, um, you know, grow really close to that person. And then they start talking business. Unlike, unlike Europe, you'll pick up the phone, you'll immediately start to talk business. So it's completely different dynamics uh, in terms of the, the, the way things happen in Saudi. However, if we are focusing on business travel, Saudi has opened to tourists and to the whole world just a few years ago, about five years uh, right now, as I said, getting a, a visa to come into Saudi takes about five minutes online. Things are easing up in the in the dimension of coming to Saudi. And again, it is a land of opportunity, as I always say, but it hasn't been um, touched 
for the past hundred, hundreds of years. So that curiosity within business travelers, I'm sure, is there. Um, I am looking forward, though, to anyone coming to Saudi. <laughs> It sounds like when you were talking about meeting the families, having that meal, having that experience shared, getting to know others, It sounds a lot like Italy. Italian. <laughs> exactly. So if I may, if I may actually find a comparison there, yes, it does sound a lot like when you come to Italy. And particularly as I just moved back to Europe, exactly. this really is my day-to-day bread and butter today. So I'm looking forward to visit Saudi soon. But so the second question I had for you, uh, it's, it's on something that you touched on earlier on in, in our chat, but it really is the metaverse. And this is a brand new territory. It's, it's quite like the, un, the unknown, but I wouldn't say the unknown, but for those who really are on top of their game, it should be something that needs to be considered and learned about. So what yep. can you tell us about the metaverse in terms of business travel? The, okay, so metaverse is very new. I'm not going to tell you that it is a mature um, area to get into. However, companies do have to be aware of it. We're, in my opinion, we're still not there, but we as a company or as my company, The Bench, we are taking the steps forward to understand it more. We are speaking with um, the company of Meta to give us insights, to sit with us, to teach us so we can learn the actual technology. Um, it's not quite easy, um, but it is an evolving technology that we have to take it step by step. And if you don't, you're not on it now, you know, you might be missing the boat. And I don't think that's a good idea. Do you see it as an affordable technology moving forward? It's quite expensive, actually. Um, I won't mistake and tell you the numbers, but it is not a, it is not a, a cheap technology. Um, however, I'm sure there are pros and cons to it versus business travel. I would imagine that to be connected virtually as we just got used to have someone sitting in the room or someone sitting in the panel and then someone else on the screen telling us, you know, sharing insights on the same panel. Yeah. We just got used to this. And now exactly. in, in, I don't know in how, in how long it might be, it might be coming anytime soon now, really, we just need to embrace it. We will not have that flat screen on top of the panel. We will have a, a, a digitalized version of a person virtually sitting That's next true. to us. Actually, a lot, a lot of uh, companies are now using uh, holograms and we're one of the companies that are thinking of using it in our uh, conferences, especially with, as you said, people that cannot travel or ended up not able to come to the conference. It's great to have them on a hologram. But again, it's not like, um, you know, an in-person meeting. It's still, you are still speaking to a hologram. <laughs> well, let's yeah. have a conversation in in... Uh, I would say 12 months down the line, we'll see, we'll see what we are exactly. what we're at, at the time. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely happy to do so. <laughs> Let's talk about Saudi. I mean, the, the project, the, um, the outlook that has, that has been shared globally and uh, has, has given, has really brought Saudi to the attention of even markets that wouldn't even have considered before to travel to this destination. It, the positioning, it's as culturally engaging as it is technology, like tech savvy. It's very, it, it's a bit of both. It's, it's like this mix of we are here because we are authentic and we're genuine and we, have, we are hospitable, but don't 
but make no mistake, we are also the future of travel. We are here to bring you the technology you need, the way we position the future of tourism in a more sustainable way. How does it look like from the inside? It's actually the same as from the outside. Um, mind you, the, 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 the Saudi youth are a huge number compared to, to the elderly in the, in, in the market. And those youth, a lot of them have witnessed, you know, traveling, being international entrepreneurs, whether it's an F&B or any other businesses. They, they are educated. They have traveled. They understand the world. Um, so what's happening is that you see growth from within. So it is not growth that's coming from abroad. It is growth that's coming within um, through people that have studied abroad, that have worked out, outside and bringing their knowledge back to the kingdom. Uh, so in terms of technology, yes, we are very advanced um, technology-wise. Even during the pandemic, I think, um, not to brag, honestly, but I think Saudi did do the best it can during the pandemic in terms of um, applications that uh, were generated in terms of, I mean, we didn't have any paperwork in anything. We were being 100% sustainable um, PCRs, um, the way you get the PCR, the way uh, you are attended to at restaurants, everything, everything was technology based from A to Z. Uh, there was not one fingerprint that you had to do. There's not one paper that you had to print to, to give to anyone. So it was definitely a super learning curve. It is an unfortunate event, but it was a super learning curve um, and a way to prove that we can. Um, so to Saudi, it was a time where this is it. This is a problem. Are we able to handle it or are we not? Are we really what we think we are and what we're broadcasting to the world? And I'm very happy to say that even as a Saudi, I was impressed at the way we handled it. Um, not in a thousand years would I have thought we could have handled it the way we did. Um, I hope that answers your question in, in a more realistic manner. Yes, and I think the the examples as I've literally launched this podcast at the beginning of probably between the first and the second lockdown when we all started completely stopped traveling, and the aim of the podcast was to bring insights and, and comparison in between destinations and hospitality, the private sectors as well, uh, to see who is doing what and what we can learn from each other to. To, to be better, to, to serve the travel industry better. And I've realized that a lot of destinations uh, were bringing avant-garde inputs and you know, success stories, their strategies, and other destinations instead, uh, be it for cultural reason or positioning economy, they weren't. So there was a huge... There was a huge unbalance. It's a, challenge. it's a challenge that came into every country and either you, you could survive it or, or you couldn't. And for those who didn't um, you know, have a good strategy in place, they understood what to do. So it was good for them to know what to do. And for countries like Saudi, who thought, we hope we can do it, really did it. And so they, they, they I think, built a lot of confidence after that to just knowing that, you know what, if we have... A plan in mind if we have some some good strategy to to follow then we will and we can and you are just now busy with the the final details of a major event that is taking place uh in two weeks time is the hospitality future of hospitality summit 
Yes, correct. Um, the Future Hospitality Summit focuses on investors, operators, and leading hotel brands. The idea of most of our um, in, uh, uh, most of our investment conferences is deal making, uh, joint ventures, and partnerships. Uh, so we give the platform for all of those to connect, uh, to make business, to be on a platform, um, to speak about and discuss issues that are taking place right now in the hospitality and the investment sector. So it's a quite um, interesting conference to go to. Um, everybody there is from sea level um, uh, delegates and speakers and sponsors as well. Most of the Giga projects will be there. So the Red Sea is attending. Um, Al Ula will be there. The governments are going to be there. His Excellency Ahmed Al Khatib will also be having the opening speech. Uh, it's quite an interesting time to have it in Saudi. And we've had an amazing um, feedback and an amazing surge of people that want to attend, speak, and sponsor. Very exciting. Um, we keep observing and following the evolution of all the projects that are happening in Saudi. And uh, for, me, for me personally, within the speaking um, scene, I, I love being able to be there in person and, and meet and speak. And I think it's important to, to maintain that, that report when it comes to uh, sharing knowledge. Uh, the hybrid is great, and we have all embraced it. Look at us connecting through LinkedIn. Absolutely. Now recording a podcast, and uh, and I think these are these are the I've seen them as very encouraging signs of what the future of this incredible industry would look like. Uh, so we trust the process. Um, I agree. I agree. Trust the process. That's I think the key word right there. <laughs> Saudi is a country that's competing uh, between. The country and the country. It, we're competing between ourselves. We're not competing with anyone else. We're trying to be the best, um, as best as we can with what we do. Um, it is a young generation. So we are looking after our future and our kids' future. So we are really taking it into consideration with every step that we take every day to make this country better. Um, we understand, of course, that there is a lot of questions, a lot of propaganda, um, a lot of things unanswered. And trust me, there's plenty of us to answer these questions. There's plenty of us to take your hand by hand and show you the real Saudi. Um, and as I always say, probably the most hospitable people that I've met um, are all in the kingdom. Looking forward to visit. And uh, thank you so much for taking the time to join me today. Thank you for uh, thank you for having me, and it's been a pleasure. Please let me know should you come to Saudi, or if anyone else is interested to ask or come to Saudi, more than happy to connect. We will leave um, the bench contact details in the show notes of the podcast, um, particularly in relation to the event that is upcoming now. But if you're listening to this podcast recording uh, and the event has already passed, do keep in stay in touch with what the bench does and the events that you organize in the tourism and travel sphere, because they are top quality events and uh, they really embrace technology as we try to share today in in this in, in this limited time. Um, thank you so much and uh, all the best. Thank you. You too. Thank you so much for being with me today. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. And if you do, please do leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps others to find the show and to get this message through. 
Saudi Arabia is definitely the talk of town when it comes to tourism and travel as we all start traveling again. And certainly a topic that will come back to the podcast, so stay tuned. If you have any questions for Jana and the, the work of the bench, head over to the show notes and find the link to connect. Meanwhile, be well, stay safe, and I'll see you again on the podcast next time.